Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs of one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with the founder of Creative, Jaya Ayer. And Creative is the experiential art destination that looks to entertain, educate, and inspire. An art studio for all ages, Creative boasts unique and innovative technology, a variety of options, and an award-winning studio space. I'm going to talk to Jai about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with the founder of Creative, Jaya Ayer. And Creative is the experiential art destination that looks to entertain, educate, 
and inspire. Hi, Jaya. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, Marty. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on today. Uh, this is my pleasure, Jaya. When I heard your story, I, 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 had, I knew I had to have you on the show. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Jaya? I am calling from Pleasanton, California. Ah, fantastic. And, you know, as I was mentioning earlier, Jai, you know, what, what intrigued me was, was your story. You know, when I read about creative, I said, okay, this is something that we have to have on the show. Maybe you can kind of go back to, it sounds like it was around like 2018, you know, you could talk a little bit about the history of creative and, and how the whole thing even came about. Sure, yeah, you're right. We opened our corporate location here in Pleasanton in late 2018. Mm -hmm. um, that's when we I started the business that was kind of just testing out the concept and seeing how we received the feedback from the community. Um, right. And then 2019 was kind of our first real, full year of operations. I mean, we received so much positive feedback that um, it was immediately evident that it has to be bigger than just the one location. So I started right. looking into franchising. Um, and then early 2020, we'd already started working on putting our franchising program together, uh, wow. but then COVID hit. Um, right. But what we didn't do is we didn't stop ourselves. We kept moving mm -hmm. forward, and we launched our franchising program, and um, now we are uh, a national brand. We have franchise open in the East Coast. Our corporate wow. location is here. We have more locations coming up in California um, and up a lot more in the pipeline. It's it's wonderful, Jaya. And you know what intrigued me about the story too, Jaya, was your background because it sounds like you know, I, I felt like I was a little bit like you in the sense of you know I have this this great appreciation for art. I have I have no talent when it comes to art whatsoever, but yet I I, I love it and I appreciate it. And your background sounded like it was like in engineering. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that because I know you were also interested in art at the same time. That's correct. And I know people talk about art and technology as two disconnected mm -hmm. entities because it's yes. like left brain, right brain, you know, right. you think that you both can function <laughs> together. Yes. But, but my background was in technology. I don't have a formal art education or art mm -hmm. background, but it was always something that I did as a passion. I grew up in a household right. where my mom was very artistic. I saw all that creative environment growing up, and that stayed with me. Um, and then wow. when I became a parent, I wanted to provide my kids with that same kind of creative household and be able to do things with them outside of house as well. But there wasn't much that was available right. for us to do as a family, as a group, right. kids and adults coming in together. So that's where I thought that there was a need for a business like Creative, and I started working on putting a plan together for it. It's interesting with Creative also, Jai, you know, when I was looking at the business model, it seems to me like there, there's, there's multiple revenue streams. And I, I think I've even seen you speak on a previous interview, I think it was on, on television actually, that there's kind of like, it's like five different revenue streams and, and it's like having five franchises under one roof. Maybe, you know, you could talk a little bit, you know, uh, about, you know, the services that you provide at Creative. Yeah, so we have more than eight revenue streams, so we we keep adding more to wow. it. And the reason being that I did not want the business to be seasonal. I mean, it's an important aspect. When we are a business owner, we want to make sure that we're able to bring in consistent revenue throughout right. the year. Um, so I was looking at all the different things we can bring under the creative umbrella. So uh, our DIY walk-in is similar to – Maybe going to a pottery place where you walk in, you paint something, you bring it back home. Mm -hmm. um, right. So that's kind of one part of our business where customers mm -hmm. can walk in anytime during our open hours. Wow. Um, on the other side, we do like full package birthday parties or corporate events yes. or team building and private parties. So that's kind of 
our, our second uh, opportunity to give something to our customers. Uh, we, we also have classes, summer camps. We do painting workshops, which are similar to the paint and sip classes, but no alcohol. We are a strictly family-friendly right. business. Right. So our workshops include kids and adults, uh, teenagers and older kids and senior citizens, parents, friends. It's yes. like a place for everybody to come together. Uh, we also do paint kits, so we, we started putting those together during COVID as we mm-hmm. had to pivot and move, move to a virtual platform, a virtual right. business model, see how we could run that. So we, we, we do paint kits, we do virtual programs, and we're kind of continuing all of those as we're moving forward from here. It's really exciting, Jay, because, you know, I've interviewed, you know, honestly, similar types of concepts in the past, but you're right, though. I mean, it sounds like, you know, there was always like that, you know, one of the twists to it was that, you know, there was alcohol served, you know, and, and for your business model, it seems like it's, it's, it's really everybody. It, it, I guess where I'm going with this is a lot of them seem to be more targeted towards adults or maybe just strictly mm-hmm. children, but yours, is, yours is, is kind of everybody and anybody, isn't it? That's absolutely right, and that was always my focus. And like I said, my goal right. was to be able to do something with my kids. So I kept that as a focus, yes. knowing that there are more people who want to do that or want right. to be in that environment. So uh, while we keep getting asked that, well, would you not serve alcohol? I'm like, that's kind of where we're not going to go right. towards because we want right. to keep it strictly open to all at all times and not restricted ever. That's wonderful. I know technology certainly plays plays a part in, in your business, Jaya. I mean, maybe you can talk about, you know, the role technology plays in, in creative. So technology is a unique aspect of our business, probably mm-hmm. the only art studio that integrates art and technology in right. a meaningful manner. Um, and when yeah. I say meaningful, we're, we're not just telling kids to do digital art. They're using right. our art pad uh, video tutorials and guided image to help them complete a creative painting session. So they're picking right. a paintbrush, putting paint on a surface, but using technology as a support to guide that process. So um, our ArtPad app has a lot of different options they can choose from. It's, it takes them step-by-step step to complete a painting from start to finish, so there's mm-hmm. no pressure. Everybody right. can pick painting based on their comfort level, and the right. difficulty levels are kind of put out early on when they click on a painting, they know it's a hard painting or it's going to be an easy one. And we have stencils and things to support that journey for them um, if they have never tried out before. What's interesting about your business too, Jai, is, you know, I, I couldn't even tell, you know, because I was thinking of the industry and I, it seems to me that you're, you're part of like several industries, which, which, which makes creative a, an attractive franchise model, doesn't it? It is. We're part of, of course, the children's activity industry has always been big when you look at franchising. Uh, But what I consider myself is the family entertainment industry, Mm -hmm. which is much bigger. And Mm. if you look at the projections, uh, it's projected to grow to over $42 in the next five to seven years. So we're part of that really big segment because we're able to cater to all audience, all age groups, all demographics. Here's a tough question for you, Jaya, but I mean, what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since launching Creative? I'm sure you have a hundred stories you can share, but I mean, does anything stand out since you, you, you launched the business? So when, it, when, you, when you say interesting, uh, there's one thing that comes to mind uh, mm-hmm. is when we opened our doors in 2018. Uh, again, it was kind of that nervous energy. I didn't know yes. how it's going to do. It wasn't the brand. It wasn't like a tested business. 
Right. And you have this customer walking on the first day with her daughter. And wow. I had a conversation with her, and she told me that she's preparing or she's wanting to paint something for her grandparents uh, yeah. as a gift. So it right. was kind of that surreal moment saying, this is why I wow. started this business. I want yes. people to create something. And That's now wonderful. that same kid is working for us in our studio. Oh, as, wow. as, 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 Yeah, so it's kind of come that full <laughs> circle. And it's just such an awesome thing to see that transition and to see that wow. they felt so connected with that business that that child continued to do art and she wants to now right. be a part of creative as helping and supporting the business. Wow, that's a wonderful, that's one of the best answers I've gotten, uh, Jaya, since, since asking <laughs> the question like 800 times. What a wonderful story. I think that's fantastic. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because, you know, when I was reviewing previous interviews that you've done in the past, I, I think it sounds like, you know, you wanted to use the franchise model because I, I think I remember you mentioning something like you said, I can't be in, you know, 40 or 50 different places at, at one time. You know, if you own the, the corporate, you know, for 50 different um, creatives, it's just not possible. So it sounds like that was of the motive, I guess, in, in, in franchising the concept. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yes, and thank you for, for seeing my other interviews and kind of understanding where I was coming mm-hmm. from. And you're right, I, franchising wasn't my first uh, right. yeah, when I started thinking about expanding, it wasn't the first option or something that right. I looked at right off the bat. Um, I always wanted to have a company that had multiple locations and grew mm-hmm. as a brand, but right. I always thought that we'd go the corporate route of opening more locations of our own. But mm-hmm. when I work in the studio, I am there, realize it's such a relationship-driven business where you want yes. that one person to be the face of the organization or that location that right. they build those relationships with those customers and customers relate to them when they walk in. And that's when I thought that franchising makes no sense because each of those right. owners are now those people who have that drive and motivation in building those relationships versus just hiring a manager to run the show. I think it becomes more personal right. than it's a business owner. And so what types, what's, what's important to you, Jai? I mean, when you're meeting with, you know, let's say a, a, like a prospective franchisee, um, you know, what types of characteristics or traits are important to you when, when taking on a new franchisee? So I'm very selective in that process right now mm-hmm. because we're starting out. I want to make sure right. we bring really strong partners on board. Yes. Uh, but one thing that I always tell everybody in art education or being an artist yourself is not a qualifying criteria mm-hmm. because we have the tools and resources to teach. And then, of course, there can be other team members who can support that process. Right. But what I am primarily looking at is what is their drive and motivation? Are they driven by excellence? Do they have high quality and high standards and what kind mm-hmm. of attitude and what kind of personality? Are they outgoing? Will they right. be that relationship building person within their community, what is their role and what are they thinking they want to do as being a part of a business owner because that's an important aspect because that's what will help me explain to them whether this is a good business for them or not just based off of Mm -hmm. what I think their drive and passion is versus what we're looking at when we're looking at a community-driven, outgoing, relationship-building kind of person. Right. And how, how does the training work then, Jai? I mean, so once you decide, you know, that they are a fit uh, for creative, um, how does it work? I mean, do, do they come out to headquarters for training? Like maybe you could talk a little bit about that. 
It's a great question. Our training is broken down into three components. Early mm-hmm. on, we decided to bring them on to do all in, in the headquarter training, but with COVID, we kind of changed things a little bit, and I think it's right. working out well. Uh, so we have yeah. the first component as the online component. Um, and when we say online, it's not video recording. It's a live training um, with an instructor so that the franchisee partner is able to ask questions in real time and get their um, answers right then. Um, so we do all of that prior to bringing them on site. So first we complete the on- online training, which I would say is like five to seven days full-day training. Uh, mm-hmm. They come on site to train with us, typically for a weekend and a few days before after. So they work with us as a team member, helping a real customer, doing a real party, like seeing how the studio environment is when right. it is with real customers. So uh, that's kind of our practical part of the training when they come on right. site to train with us. Um, and all this is pre-opening. So they're completing the mm-hmm. training pre-opening so that it allows them the time to go back and train their staff and employees. Um, and then when they open, our team would go on site for up to four mm-hmm. days, and then we support their opening um, and kind of help them through greeting those first few customers and nice. kind of getting them nice. back to the concept and the business itself. That's wonderful. And I imagine that, you know, I guess every day, you know, or every event is, is, is a little bit different, Jaya. But, I mean, is there such a thing as, like, a, a typical day for a, a creative franchisee? So there are a lot of moving parts when it get when mm-hmm. it's like things are happening, it gets busy, but it's one thing is great about creative is it's a happy business. Yes. Um, and that's something that is right. uh, what I tell people. And I personally, when I work in the studio, it might have been a long day, but I always come back feeling so fulfilled because yeah. everybody walking in the door is coming in to have a good time. Um, and we are part of that experience. So we really take that um, seriously to be able to provide them uh, the best experience when they are with us. Um, A typical day for a franchisee uh, provides them the opportunity to have that great work-life balance Mm -hmm. because we open only six days a week. So one day every location is closed. So that's kind of at least you get kind of your your me time for that one day. Um, And and then during weekdays, we're typically open 12 to 6 p.m. So Mm -hmm. as a parent, it really helps me take care of my kids needs in the morning, get them to school, and kind right. of manage that morning really well. And then I can get back, I can get to work, and then by 6, kind of, it's like the end of the day, so it's not like running too late in the evening to not be able to take care of other things that I have to. Uh, and then during weekends, we open 10 to 7. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of our longer day. We're doing more parties, more walk-ins coming in. Everybody right. has more free time. So we've kind of planned our days that way, but a for a franchisee, uh, or they're the face of the company, they'll be coming in, they're maybe doing their opening procedures, which is mm-hmm. all kind of documented for them. Um, right. They're kind of talking to the customers, checking the phone, uh, responding to leads and inquiries and helping customers yes. make bookings or providing them in more information. So it's all that interaction with customers is what's part of a typical day um, for a franchisee partner. So having that relationship-driven attitude is very important. And, you know, in, in studying your background, too, Jaya, you know, as it seems to me, you know, you have all the characteristics and traits of, of an entrepreneur. And so from everything you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners 
in their quest to buy a franchise? Because I'm sure you know now. I mean, there seems like there's so much out there today to choose from. So it gets a little bit overwhelming, I think, for someone who says, okay, I want to buy a franchise, but, you know, there's so much out there. From, from everything you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners then in their quest to buy a franchise? I think as a business, as someone who wants to start a business, the first thing that you have to identify is your why. Why are you wanting mm. to do this? Right. And that's kind of what would drive the direction or the businesses that you want to look into. Uh, what is yes. your passion? What are your goals as far as starting being a business owner? Of course, we, we want to mm-hmm. make money and we want to fulfill uh, our responsibilities and financial commitments. That's one part of it. But to do it on a day-to-day basis, there has to be something more than that, that you have yes. to be connected to that idea, to that concept, and love to be in that environment. So those right. are some of the things that – the person has to do as their homework. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, next part, as you said, there are so many different options out there. Uh, and a lot of times people think that an established brand might provide them more support than an upcoming or an emerging mm-hmm. franchise brand. Mm-hmm. But what I say is that's not what someone should look at. They should really look at, is this brand positioned for growth? Because you're yes. not buying into it today. You're buying into it for the long term. So wow. if the market's oversaturated, if you have too many of similar concepts that are competing with you, if there's no uniqueness to the business, then you're really not positioning yourself for growth. Um, right. so those are some of the aspects that everybody should kind of seriously consider. Uh, it just doesn't matter how many locations they have. Do they have the support system? What's unique about them? What are some of the business ideas? Would they kind of take feedback? So it's all of that mm-hmm. that you need to kind of understand um, and evaluate when you determine what's the right fit for you. So as the founder of the company, I mean, I guess I can ask you, I mean, you know, where do you see Creative, if you could look into a crystal ball, Jaya, whether it was one year or three years or five years down the road, where do you see the organization? So I want this to be a not just a national but an international brand, mm-hmm. and I see that this is totally doable just because of the type yeah. of concept that this is. Right. Um, so that's where I see taking this company. We want to definitely have a strong national presence here in the United States, but we're already getting a lot of interest from international um, buyers and franchisee partners as well, but we're kind of taking one step at a time. We want right. to make sure that we're able to provide the support to our franchisees here in the United States, have them have a strong foothold, and then kind of look um, international at that point. What's the best way, Jaya, for our listeners to get more information on Creative? Of course, there's the franchise opportunity, but maybe even like the service itself. Are there any websites you can kind of direct our listeners to? So Creative.com is the okay. main website. From there, you can branch out to our franchising components or franchise site as well. Um, so Creative.com is our domain. Um, you can look at all the different revenue streams. We have pictures mm-hmm. of customers in there, so you kind of get a feel of how that yeah. service is run and how it's managed. Um, it's very colorful, bright websites and customers love yeah. it, so I bet everybody going on there is going to find something useful. Um, yes. And if you want to learn more about franchising, um, our direct website for franchising is creative-franchise.com. Um, we okay. have a form that you can fill out, and then our team will be in touch to take you through the discovery process. That's wonderful. Well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you today, Jai, and I'd already like to invite you back, you know, over the next year or two as you continue to grow, because I think this is a very fascinating franchise model. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on today. This is great. This has been my pleasure, Jai, and we'll be right back with more franchise interviews.
Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. And our weekly franchise radio show, where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisors, franchisees, franchise authors, experts, and attorneys. And don't forget to listen to our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Today's Great Quote in Franchising is being brought to you by... Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today, you're going to get to hear from Nick Friedman, who is the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk and Moving Franchise Opportunity. And Nick said something really quite brilliant on our show that we haven't heard in over a decade of doing franchise interviews. We started speaking about the four F's of franchising, and interesting enough, we ended up with five F's of franchising as we were doing the interview with Nick. And, um, you know, in marketing, we talk about the four P's of marketing, which is product, price, promotion, and place. So I thought this was really brilliant, what Nick said. So here we go with Nick Friedman, the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity. 
What um, you know, the majority of our listeners, we call them Nick. We call them aspiring franchisepreneurs. What types of characteristics do you look for in your franchisees? You know, uh, what I like to say is there's four F's when considering mm-hmm. a, a franchise, which is also I guess starts with a letter F. So you know, there's mm-hmm. four F's that come out of a franchise, and I think this is what a prospective franchise should think of when they're considering what franchise they want to pursue. And this is quite frankly, I think what franchisors should consider when they're evaluating a prospective franchisee. Uh, so right. the first F is fit. Is fit. You know, do they mm-hmm. fit? In other words, do they have transferable skills that can make them effective at this business? Have they done anything in their prior professional uh, or personal lives uh, that would make them uh, be successful in this type of business? Uh, the second piece is the family side. In other words, does their family uh, support them in them pursuing this endeavor, right. whether it's their husband or wife or uh, uh, kids or, or parents? You know, do they believe in them? Because you don't want things to get tough in their inner circle to say, I told you so. You want them to you know, right. kind of cheer them on to get through it. Uh, the financial piece is important. In other words, are they capitalized yeah. to be able to invest in the opportunity, and do they have realistic uh, financial expectations? And then the last F is the fun factor. You know, can we have fun working with this individual? You know, franchises yeah. very much like a partnership, even though that's not typically called that. Uh, so it, you got to have you know an alignment of vision and values to be able to enjoy. Uh, working together. So that's really what we look for. You know, we, we want people that believe in the secret sauce that we've already developed. Mm-hmm. We don't want somebody to come tell us that they think it should be done differently. Uh, we want them to tell us that they believe in, 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 in what we've created. And, and sure, we would, you know, want to continuously improve and encourage ideas, but uh, not, you know, we want folks that believe in the system and are going to execute the system rather than trying to shortcut success by doing it, uh, you know, doing it their own way. And I think that's, you know, really no different in our system than any other franchise uh, uh, model that, that is, uh, is going to be successful long-term. They need to really take into account those factors. That's Yeah, no, that's great, Nick. We have this uh, great quotes in franchising podcast. Anytime we hear, you know, Michael Gerber has been in there a couple of times, but we're going to put that one in there because I haven't heard that in, in, in over a decade. And I, oh, I think that's great advice to our listeners. It's really fantastic because it's true. I mean, you could really, your business, you could teach to anybody, couldn't you? I mean, pretty much, you know, it, but, you know, it's interesting in putting those factors in there, you know, like family support, you know, and even fun. I haven't heard that, you know, but it should be an enjoyable business. And, you know, because it is a stressful situation for the customers, I guess you got to be able to put a smile on your customer's face, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, you know, there, as you know, there's over 3,000 franchise opportunities out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to separate one from the other? It's, it's got to be something that you can enjoy. And I guess I'll grab another F out of there. I'm, I'm on a roll here. Fulfillment. You know, is, is it something that, yes. uh, you know, we're going to be fulfilled doing day in and day out? Because I think franchising is a lot, a lot like a gym membership. You know, if you join a gym and you've got fitness yeah. goals, you're getting access to all types right. of equipment, personal trainers, coaches, workout groups, but you still got to go and show up and do the work. So if you buy a franchise, you're getting access to the business model in a box. You're getting access to trainers, coaches, you know, fellow franchisees that you can, you know, hold each other accountable with, but you still got to show up and put in the effort to, uh, to execute that business model. So uh, that's where I think those, those factors come into play. Once you decide that, you know, you do like them, you know, and they like you, Nick, you know, and, and there is a fit, you know, what is the training like? I mean, do they typically come to Florida for training? How does that work? If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Nick Freeman of the College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchise Interviews by Category page, and then go to our Home Repair and Improvements page, and you'll be able to listen to that whole show with Nick Freeman. It was really a fantastic interview. It's great to finally have Nick on the show. And lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big hit. It's hard to imagine we've 
been doing it now over 10 years, and uh, it's just amazing to see where the podcast has gone. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes and Franchising, sponsored by Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.